Shalom, all praises, glory, and honor to the Heavenly Father, Yahweh, in the name of his only begotten Son, Yahweh Shai. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is nigh. We're in the last days. I wanted to uh, go into the topic of spiritual warfare. We as uh, Israelites, those brothers and you sisters out there that have been awakened, the Lord have given us this beautiful understanding he has given us the gift of knowledge wisdom and understanding through the holy spirit of who we truly are according to the holy bible we were those dry bones in the book of ezekiel the 37th chapter that received the breath of life which is the holy spirit the same breath of the heavenly father that breath is the word that word which manifested life and that breath is the holy spirit that is making our people alive they're being quickened so things on this earth are manifesting in ways spiritually that we've never experienced before although there's a great awakening wickedness is all around us and is manifesting more and more on a level uh, that in these last days it's going to be you know something uh, that we can't even wrap our minds around that's why carnally we can't figure these things out everything that's happening is spiritual although it plays out in the physical realm so spiritual warfare is what every man and woman will have to understand thoroughly. And it's in the book of Ephesians chapter 6. The Lord have given us the weapons, the spiritual weapons to be able to fight against the wicked. So I like to read out of the book of Ephesians chapter 6. And I'm reading out of the New Life Version, which is the NLV. And the title before the uh, book, chapter, and verse, it tells us God's things God gives the Christian to fight with. I'll read that again. Things God gives the Christian to fight with. See, the wicked they use carnal tactics you know the wicked that actually control the earth you know in the book of uh what's that um actually let's go there before we go into ephesians so that's in job 9 and 24. Because the earth is given into the hand of the wicked. The whole earth is being controlled by demonic forces. The spiritual demon Satan and those dark forces that are unseen, you know, the you know, the spiritual realm, the the demons, but also the rulers of this world the rulers of darkness you know you can call them 
the Illuminati, the secret societies, the rich banking families, those people who are Luciferians, they worship the spiritual demon Satan. And these, you know, rich banking families, the you know, the 13 bloodlines of the Illuminati, they control countries and their governments and the military who are doing their bidding. This is why they create such chaos on the planet and they use uh, the weaponry against adversaries not only of uh, foreign countries but even their own countries that wage war against their own citizens and they have waged war against humanity. So this is in the book of Job chapter 9 verse 24. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. So the earth was given to those that are controlling the earth who are wicked. He covered the faces of the judges thereof. So those that control the earth, they actually covered the true judges of the earth who are the Israelites. They themselves inserted, you know, the images of Caesarea Borgeria. You know, even the uh, the uh, what you call the um, the art, the different art that's throughout the whole earth is deception. They use what's known as a conoclasm to hide the faces of God's chosen. You know, hide the faces of God's chosen people, what they actually look like, which are melanated people dark-skinned people with woolly hair, those of Negro descent or indigenous Native American descent. It says, there, uh, if not, where and who is he? So it says that the wicked covered the faces of the judges, if not, where and who is he? So if Esau, the devil, is not the one that's covering the faces of the judges through Christianity, through Catholicism, you know, Greco-Roman Catholicism that inserted paganism along with the uh, the Bible and the uh, stories of the Bible. That's where you get the uh, whole Christmas, the nativity, and then you got all these pagan rituals because they they attached it to the bible the bible is a book for the israelites it is a history book it is a book of law statutes and commandments civil dietary moral laws and biblical prophecy letters you know all the different epistles which are letters that paul and the other apostles wrote for the churches. So the heathens took over the book, you know, took over the land of Israel and they inserted themselves in our story because that book is about our, you know, our people, the heritage of the Israelites, of our God and our Messiah. 
So going back to the book of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, and, and I'll read the title again. It says, things God gives the Christian to fight with. So the Heavenly Father have given us the spiritual weapons to fight with because we're up against the rulers of darkness of this world, against those that are worshiping the spiritual demon Satan, you know, of the witches and the warlocks and the different, um, you know, uh, satanic priests that they're, you know, uh, working with to conjure up evil spirits, demons, in another realm. So it reads, this is the last thing I want to say. Be strong with the Lord's strength. Put on the things Yahweh gives you to fight with. So it tells us to put on the things God gives you to fight with. So we're going to find out what those things are. Then you will not fall into the traps of the devil. So by putting on the full armor of Yahweh, you won't fall into the snares of the devil. This is our fight is not with people, so this is not a physical fight. When the wicked are doing things to go against God's people, and even on a level of encountering people in your daily lives, you're not actually you're not actually um, having, you know, a disagreement or, or or altercation with the person itself. You're actually in a situation where these people have evil spirits that are operating in them. You know what I'm saying? They're they're uh, possessed with evil spirits, demons. Just like, you know, all the situations that the Messiah encountered when he was healing people and doing miraculous signs and wonders. He was casting out devils. He was casting out evil spirits. Those evil spirits that were possessing those individuals, the different people. Those evil spirits knew who he was. So those evil spirits, they're, they're always lurking around, whether they're with or attached with that person or they're disembodied. Because evil spirits and demons, they inhabit the whole earth and outside of the earth because they're in another realm. So our fight is not with people. It is against the leaders and the powers of the spirits of darkness in this world. I'll read that again. It is not. A, it is. Um, hold on. It says our fight is not with people. It is against the leaders and the powers and the spirits of darkness in this world. So our spiritual battle is against the leaders and the powers of spirits of darkness in this world 
So you're talking about the Illuminati, the secret societies. That's what our spiritual battle is with, because these people have waged war against God's chosen people using witchcraft and sorcery. So the Lord is giving us the spiritual weapons to fight back. Because these people are actually conjuring evil spirits. It says it is against the demon world that works in the heavens. So the demons, the evil spirits, you know, some people call them entities. Now more and more you hear about aliens and um, that uh, people in, in uh, very high positions, you know, of that unseen world or, or uh, consulting with these so-called aliens or evil spirits. Because you'll hear people like Tucker Carlson and all these other people that have been given information about what's happening. They'll say that it's very, very dark. That's all, uh, that's all they'll say. So the elites and even the military and all the other factions, you know, these secret societies, you know, the different uh, intelligence agencies that are really in a witchcraft and sorcery, they're consulting with evil spirits and demons. The D-Wave computer, Jordy Rose, uh, Elon Musk, they, they always go into uh, communicating with entities intelligent beings or what they call inter um what they call them um hold on let me see if i can find the word that they use bear with me jordy rose use uh, the word that I'm looking for. He's the uh, the owner of the D-Wave computer, which is a uh, quantum computer. These people are consulting with evil spirits that's giving them information. Let's see. Let me... It keeps scrubbing the computer. So stuff that you've looked up before now is difficult to find. And that's because they don't want people waking up. They don't want people to realize what's going on. The scriptures tell us 
that we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. All right, I have to look it up later because I don't want to, um, you know, slow down the lesson. So we got a little over 15 minutes. So going back into the word, and if it be the Lord's will, I'll remember what the, what they call it. Because these, these uh, entities or these, you know, what appear to be demons, or coming from another realm, another it would you would call a parallel universe. So going back into the book of Ephesians, so the Lord gives us spiritual weapons to battle against the evil spirits, the demons, those uh wicked rulers of darkness of this world. It says, because of this, put on all the things Yahweh gives you to fight with. Then you will be able to stand in that sinful day. When it's all over, you'll, you will still be standing. So stand up and do not be moved. So the Lord told us to stand up, spiritually stand up through the Holy Spirit, through the Rakakwadash. That's how you, you know, that's how you stand. You know, the, the, going back to what I was saying about the uh, the dry bones, those bones got the flesh and the sinew, so they got the identity back. So now they, they have flesh that you can recognize but they had no life in them until they got the breath of life, which is the Holy Spirit, the Rakakwadash. And those, you know, those uh, bones that now have flesh and sinew standing on their feet, and they have the breath of life. And so with the Holy Spirit, that's that spiritual army that, great and exceeding army and the bible tells us when those uh the dead bodies that were laying in the street of the great city you know fear came upon them which saw them because they were standing on their feet so the wicked they have waged war against god's people and they're using every satanic and demonic devilish you know device satanic devices witchcraft sorcery the uh, technology directed energy weapons you know using demonic and possess people out there to stalk and harass god's chosen people using technology and witchcraft So the Lord told us, so stand up and do not be moved. Wear a belt 
of truth around your body. So this truth, that's what's going to uh, guard your your uh, your body, around you know around your uh, midsection, that belt, that war belt. This is wear a piece of iron over your chest, which is being right with Yahweh. So you're gonna have something to guard your chest, having that armor, which is righteousness through Yahweh Shai, which makes you right with the Heavenly Father. So not being in enmity, but being with peace with the Heavenly Father. It says, wear shoes on your feet, which are the good news of peace. So that good news, the uh, that's the gospel, which gives you peace, the peace of mind. More important of all, you need a covering of faith in front of you, and that's your shield. The shield of faith, which will, as the scriptures tell us, this is to put out the fiery or the fire arrows of the devil. So having the shield of faith, having that faith that wax strong, you're going to be able to, you know, uh, block or guard against the fiery darts of Satan. Because you have that shield, the shield of faith, the covering for your head is that you have been saved from the punishment of sin. So your head, you know, you have the helmet on, which saves you from the punishment of sin. It says, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of Yahweh. So that's, that's your weapon. The sword, which is the Holy Bible, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of Yahweh. That's the weapons of warfare. Having faith, which blocks the fiery darts of Satan. So when Satan comes at you and he can use many different, you know, methods, you know, to attack, whether it be in the spiritual realm or using people, people will come against you. But having that faith, that shield of faith, it's going to block the fiery darts of Satan because Satan will try to use condemnation, you know, try to put you down, try to make you feel guilty, you know. But that's all a fiery dart. And through faith, having faith in Yahweh, in the name of his only begotten son, Yahweh Shai, that blocks those darts. And having the sword, the Holy Bible, the word of Yahweh. That's the weapon that cuts the wicked into pieces spiritually. Because it's a two-edged sword and it's sharper than any weapon. It's sharper than any of those uh, weapons that the devil will use, whether it be in the spiritual realm or in the physical realm. That's how you fight back. And it's all about spiritual warfare now. Our people know uh, our, you know, our identity, and they'll go back and forth online. You know, which there's nothing wrong with 
contending for the gospel and waking up our people, but it's deeper than just knowing our identity, deeper than wearing fringes and um, and all the things that is the you know the sincere milk, which there's nothing wrong with, but we're in a spiritual battle right now, and the wicked they're going all out. So each man and woman have to know spiritual warfare because you'll have people that have come against you using, you know, spiritual warfare on the left-hand side. These are the people that are using witchcraft and sorcery. They're using divination. They're using enchantment spells, hexes, and curses to try to cause havoc in your life, to try to... Um, you know, conjure up evil spirits to try to attack you. Because you actually got witches out there of all nationalities that will use divination to try to come up against, you know, brothers and sisters out there. And the wicked, they're the ones that's, you know, got these people all around the world using sorcery using witchcraft, using pharmacia, you know, the jab and all of the different satanic devices is full of sorcery, pharmacia, to try to alter the mind and the soul of human beings. So I got less than... Um, Less than, uh, was it four minutes? So we'll um, we'll wait a few more minutes and then we'll get another uh, broadcast going. So yeah, we're in a spiritual battle, brothers and sisters. Study spiritual warfare because the wicked—they're using divination, they're using sorcery. And I'm going to give you the definition of spiritual warfare and we'll, we'll continue because it's very important for, you know, us to understand these things as the wicked are ramping up their attacks. So I'm going to read the definition of spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is the Christian concept of fighting against the work of uh, preternatural pre evil forces and we'll we'll go more into that that word preternatural preternatural that's uh hold on bear with me and you notice that the world is becoming more and more darker. You have any kind of spiritual discernment, you'll notice when you go out, it's just like a, it's an evil, wicked, uh, just uh, vibration on the earth. 
and where wherever you go you just you just pick up on it Lord have given you that discernment you gonna you can walk in a room and tell that the room ain't right spiritually so let's get the pronunciation of the word Bear with me. Preternatural. Preternatural. So we're going to go into that word. Preternatural. Okay. All right, so preternatural, we'll get the definition of that. Preternatural is, is that which appears outside or beside the natural. That's that parallel universe. The parallel universe was also known as the fourth dimension. We're in a third dimension. But things that we can't see the spiritual realm is in the fourth dimension these are uh, you know spiritual uh, forces on the right hand side and the left hand side that we can't physically see now you got certain people out there uh, that will see things on the you know you know, on the on the other side, so to speak, and they usually have pretty traumatic experiences. You know, even people that are using uh, certain drugs and stuff like that, they'll use like hallucinogenics. You know, psychedelics. Yeah, when when people are are you know, dabbling in those type of things, they'll always tell you about, you know, them seeing, you know, spirits, entities, demons, because they're in another realm. They're outside of their, you know, their their consciousness. They're they're in a whole nother realm. That spirit world. So that word preternatural, again, it is, it says, um, it is that which appears outside or beside the natural. It is suspended between the mundane and the miraculous. So the mundane would be considered this life that we're living in and then outside, which is the supernatural. This is in theology. The term is often used to distinguish marvels or deceptive trickery, often attributed to witchcraft or demons. So these people that are 
dabbling in the preternatural, they're using witchcraft and they're consulting with demons. It says from purely divinely power or generally supernatural origin that transcends the laws of nature. And we just read that in the book of Ephesians, the rulers of darkness of this world. Let me let me get that in the KJV and we'll go back over that. Because the KJV, it um it tells us, you know, more in detail. So I'll read verse 12 again. It says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, which are the rulers, authorities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world. The rulers of darkness of this world are the elites. You know, this, the, the, uh, the uh, secret societies. You know, those, again, the rich banking families. And these people are just, they're untouchable. Their, their, their uh, way of life and their rules are outside of the, the, the rules that are established on the earth. These are the people that will murder millions of people to remain in power. They're the ones that are sacrificing children, blood drinking, you know, uh, just very demonic people against spiritual wickedness in high places spiritual wickedness in high places is the, is the spiritual realm the evil spirit you know uh, the evil spirits the demons you know the spiritual demons saying these people worship that realm the preternatural realm where these people are using witchcraft sorcery consulting with demons they're using uh, trickery deceptive trickery preternatural is also used to describe the gifts such as immortality possessed uh, by adam and eve before the fall of man into original sin and the power of flight that angels are that uh, thought to have it says in the early modern period it, the term was used by scientists to refer to abnormalities and strange phenomena of various kinds that seem to depart from the norms of nature so it's you know it's neutral you know what I'm saying it, it could be used to describe uh, both uh, both sides you know the right hand side which are the righteous which are the angels that watch over god's people and then you have on the left hand side the demons that watch over the wicked you know and both sides watch over every every human being on the planet because you have the angels that watch over the good and the wicked and then you have the evil angels that watch over the wicked and they are actually stalking and going after the righteous.
Bear with me. All right, gonna, gonna take a little break right quick. I am a melanated Jew. He's a melanated Jew. I can't imagine that he hasn't explored it to some extent. Yeah. Yeah, they wish and 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 on me. Yeah. Many men out here who have more muscle than me. But ain't too many who can match the hustle of me. Daring angel to come down and tussle with me. Written in Torah, just what the outcome would be. Always thought I'd die before my 20s. 26 and that was looking iffy for me. Ain't too many places were a fitting for me. Now I see the purpose that was hidden from me. Yah's plan. Yah's plan. Earth has never been my home. Never. Long suffering and shalom. Every night got a phone home. It's not easy living in Rome. Cold is it loose in these streets. Message to my young king. Don't dishonor Moraheem. For real. Bad things, it's a lot of bad things. Modern Christians are wishing and wishing and wishing and wishing on me. Yeah. Bad things, it's a lot of bad things. Modern Christians are wishing and wishing and wishing and wishing on me. Shout out my first wife who's always been there for me. She's the first to teach me Jesus stand, look like me. Couple maidens who get some attention from me, but unlike my rib, they are not an extension to me. Many harbor resentment against me. Good thing popularity's no mission for me. Temporaries fall away like MJ from me. Bless distractions, now I hear what Elohim says to me. Yah's plan. Yah's plan. Earth has never been my home. Never. Long suffering and shalom. Every night got a phone home. It's not easy living in Rome. Cold is it losing these streets. Message to my young king. Don't dishonor Moraheem. Real bad things. It's a lot of bad things. Modern Christians are wishing and wishing and wishing and wishing on me. Yeah. It's a lot of bad things, modern Christians are wishing and wishing and wishing and wishing on me. They say, Yeshua Yahoo, are you prejudiced? I tell them only partly. I favor Torah guarders like Abba, I'm sorry. That's the third is gaining entry to the party. Read the word, don't trust it so with anybody. And you know me, living vegetarian, eating no meat. Try to keep evolving from the old me. I'm so thankful the most I has set my soul free. Yah's plan, Yah's plan. Earth has never been my home. Never. Long suffering and shalom. Every night got a phone home. It's not easy living in Rome. Cold is it losing these streets? Message to my young king. Don't dishonor Moraheem. Real. Bad things. It's a lot of bad things. Modern Christians are wishing and wishing and wishing and wishing on me. Yeah.
It's a lot of bad things, modern Christians are wishing and wishing and wishing and wishing on me. Yeah. All right, we're going back into the word of the Lord. So we were going into how the spiritual realm, you have the the right-hand side and the left-hand side, the angels who watch over God's elect, watch over the Israelites, they're watching over everything that's on the earth. And then you have the wicked, you have the evil spirits, the demons, the entities, you know, those lurking spirits. Uh, sometimes people call them monitoring spirits. You know, you can uh, experience situations where you will see shadows. You know, some sometimes they call them the uh, shadow people. Those are demons, evil spirits, you know, lurking around to monitor or watch you. So we're going to read out of the book of 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12, because the Lord knows everything. He knows what's happening. He knows that the wicked plotted against the just. He knows what these uh, people on the earth who are demonically possessed with evil spirits, you know, and they are controlling this earth. You know, these are ones that are, uh, you know, working in the military and intelligence agencies that have evil spirits on them to target God's people and will use, you know, uh, their authority and even the technology uh, to go against, you know, those that, you know, have no power. The Lord said we're sheep in the midst of wolves. So the, the Lord, his eyes are upon the sinful kingdom. And so the Lord's eyes are the angels that are watching everything that's on the planet. And they go throughout the dimensions that uh, where we just read the uh, uh, preternatural world, that world that is outside and beside this, this realm that we're in. So it reads in the book of 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12, for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. So the eyes of the Lord where the angels are watching over the righteous. It says, and his ears are open unto their prayers. This is why prayer, you know, um, prayers or when you pray, it's powerful. When you pray, the Lord's ears are open. He, he, is hearing your prayers. He hear the prayers of the righteous. So he's attentive. So when you pray and you're going through something, the Lord is listening to you. That's why it says, and his ears are open unto, the, unto their prayers. But it says, but the face of the Lord against them that do evil so the Lord is against those that are working evil, that's going against God's righteous. Whether they are 
uh, the elites all the way down to just the average person that have ought with you. He is against them. He is against them that work evil. So the Lord is against these people that's waging war against God's chosen. So let's go to uh, the book of Psalm 37, chapter 32. The wicked watcheth the righteous and seeketh to slay him. So the, the wicked, they're watching over the righteous. Just like you have the, the eyes of the Lord or the angels that are watching over the righteous. You got the wicked watching over the righteous too. But their agenda is to slay God's people. So let's, uh, let's read a little bit more. So let's go to verse 12. We're reading in Psalms chapter 37. And we'll read uh, out, of, out of the KJV. It says, the wicked plotteth against the just and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. So the wicked, they're plotting, they're conspiring, all the different agendas, all the stuff that's going on uh, within recent news. It's a very foreboding atmosphere right now throughout the earth. See, people that are spiritually aware and even people that are just, they study and they know that you can't trust these people. People are very mistrusting, you know, of, of uh, those that are ruling over them. You know, like the, you know, the uh, different countries. They're they're very mistrusting of their governments and the people uh, that's uh, supposed to be uh, watching out for them. Because countries, you know, have citizens, and in a, you know, a democratic society or a society that's based off of uh, of uh, the people, you know, the people are the ones that that keep countries afloat because they're the ones that work every day. They're the ones that's paying taxes, and they're the ones that keep society, uh, you know, thriving. Well, the people that's supposedly watching over those societies uh, or or oppressing the people. So now. People are very mistrusting of the government and the military and all the different things that are set in place to keep a nation safe. Now people are just, they don't buy it. So now the wicked, more and more, they're plotting, they're planning, they're using different, uh, you know, events, you know, false flag events and just people, they see right through it. This is why the atmosphere on the earth, they're just people, are, they know that these people are up to something. You got, you know, he, 
even here in America, a lot of people are anticipating that those uh, people in power are planning on uh, more than likely doing a false flag, doing something very nefarious to push an agenda to create what? A police state so they can take over uh, and use their authority, you know, and it'd be a way uh, that they justify it by a so-called terrorist attack or cyber attack. False flags is nothing new to Esau. So the wicked, they plot up against the just and they can gnash upon him with his teeth, which is using force, using the military to, to go against God's people, using plots. The Lord shall laugh at him for he seeth that his day is coming. So the Lord who is watching over the righteous and see Esau scheming, See, Esau in his underground bunkers, you know, they're in the middle of some mountain, you know, deep, you know, under the earth. And they got their installations and they got the camo on, camouflage. And, you know, they got war rooms and, you know, they got the brass, you know, brass and tacks. I think that's what they call them, you know all the different decorated soldiers and personnel and they're they're plotting against poor people against God's people that are in a you know in a, a bad situation but the Lord see it and he's laughing at them because he see that their day is coming Verse 14, the wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy. So the wicked, they have their weapons drawn. They got their drones, their super soldiers, their robotic dogs, you know, their, uh, you know, tanks and, and even, you know, uh, super soldiers and just regular soldiers and military factions and paramilitary they're ready and they have their bows bent to to cast down the poor and needy to to try to destroy the poor and needy who are the israelites so here it is you got military force and even force in the spiritual realm using the demons and the and the uh, devils and all the different spirits that's actually attacking God's people in the spiritual realm too even in uh, brothers and sisters dreams you'll have demons and evil spirits attack you in the dreams spirits that will uh, appear apparitions that witch and hag of um, sleep, uh, what do they call that? Sleep, um, sleep paralysis. Evil spirits that are conjured up by, you know, witchcraft and sorcery. 
you got to be very careful with these cell phones too because it's a black mirror and can be used uh, to conjure up spirits. You accidentally go on one of them websites, you can conjure up a spirit. You got to be very careful because these witches, they lay out traps and snares and lay forth curses through the cell phones. It's an inanimate object. So just like how a familiar spirit could be attached or a demon could be attached to any type of object because these are disembodied spirits. This is why they will inhabit houses. You know, they call them haunted houses. Those evil spirits are just lurking around because they're, they're not in those bodies no more. So they are familiar spirit. They were attached to um, to that person. So this is why you'll see so-called apparitions of people that have passed on many years or even uh, uh, currently. Those spirits are detached from from that, uh, you know, from their the spirit of. Um, or the apparition that was attached to that person. It says, the wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent the bow to cast down a poor needy and to slay such as be of upright conversation. So their, their goal is to slay or to destroy with the sword those uh, that be of an upright conversation. So those that are speaking the words of Yahweh, Bashem, Yahweh Shai, speaking the words of the Heavenly Father and His only begotten Son, that's upright conversation. Even just speaking things that are right, you know, having mercy, uh, being a, uh, a good person, you know, feeding the homeless, pleading the cause of the poor, being an example, you know, being righteous, uh, you know, just things that that you would think that would be good for a community, you know, those that are, um, you know, doing community service, doing good things, you know, to, to uh, make a community safe. You know, no drugs, no, no guns, no, um, you know, poverty in a neighborhood that that creates crime, all these type of things. And I'm not talking about the, the community service that the wicked are doing by calling themselves keeping their community state uh, safe by stalking and harassing people. That's the wicked. They're not doing uh things that are that are of an upright conversation they they actually plot against the just they're wicked they're evil they're following the multitude to do evil verse 15 this their sword shall enter into their own heart 
and their bowls shall be broken. So the Lord, he going to turn all the weapons against them. That's going to happen during the time of World War III. That's how their sword going to enter into their own heart. And their bowls shall be broken. And this is why the elites are going to go hiding into the, those uh, into those underground facilities. You know, when you go into the book of Revelation, it talks about how the wicked will say, let the rocks fall on us to hide us from him that sit on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb. So let's go back to that uh, definition, going back into spiritual warfare, because the spiritual and the physical, they they uh, work hand in hand. Like people uh, that go into uh, what's happening, you know, with these people that is using witchcraft and sorcery to target people, but they're also using physical things too, like cell phones. They're also working with uh, people that are in power. You know, they're working with uh, rogue factions that are in law enforcement and the uh, different uh, federal agencies, you know, that are, that are breaking laws, you know, they're doing things that are unconstitutional. So it works, you know, works together. The spirit realm with the physical realm. So let's go back to uh, what we read in uh, the definition of spiritual warfare because we went into that word preternatural. So I read it again. It says Christian uh, spiritual warfare is the Christian concept of fighting against the work of pre preternatural evil forces. So that's what we're battling against. We're battling against preternatural evil forces. This is why Paul told us that uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It says it is based on the biblical belief and evil spirits are demons. So evil spirits and demons are real. Those those are real spirits uh, that manifest in this realm and in the other realm, the preternatural realm. Outside and beside. Okay. Uh, the uh, audio had turned off, so I'm going to have to go back over um, what I was speaking of. We was going into spiritual warfare. So, uh, like I said, spiritual warfare um, is something that we have to know and we have to, we have to apply it in our lives because we're not in a physical battle. So you have to put on the full armor. We have to put on the full armor, which is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of Yahweh, the Bible. Getting in the word and applying it in our lives and having the shield of faith, having faith. Which will block the fiery dart to Satan. Having the gospel. 
which gives us peace, the good news. And that's the, you know, the weapons of warfare that we need to battle against the spiritual forces, against the wickedness, against the rulers of darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places, evil spirits. Yahweh Shai, when he was um, tempted by the devil, he used the word. He used the spiritual weapon. So spiritual warfare is the concept of fighting against the work of the preternatural evil forces. That's the world of outside, uh, beside and, and uh, outside and beside this realm, this dimension. There's evil spirits uh, lurking around, demons, even outside of uh, this this world. You know, you hear about Esau, you know, and the demons, entities, you know, so-called from outer space, evil spirits. They're using a D-wave computer, interdimensional. That was the word that I was trying to remember. The water Yahweh by Shimmy Awashai giving me a remembrance of the word. So the word um, that I was trying to remember, um, interdimensional beings. These are the uh, the entities or the spirits that they call aliens. Esau have come in contact with, but these people on the earth, they've been dabbling with interdimensional beings uh, for thousands of years, the Egyptians. How do you think they got all that knowledge and understanding of just esoteric things? They didn't get it from just being smart. They got it from some, somewhere outside because those um, pyramids how in the hell they you know in the thousands of years ago they built those pyramids but now with all of Esau's technology he can't recreate them that's some high level knowledge hell they don't they ain't got the uh, cranes to be able to pick those stones up so what does that tell you is some knowledge uh, that's pretty advanced, even how the, the uh, pyramids line up with the uh, stars. They were into some high level witchcraft and knowledge that was given to them by demons and evil spirits. So I was going into how the Egyptians, they worship false gods. The Babylonians worship false gods. The uh, Greeks and the uh, Romans, all the heathens, uh, they worship false gods. But those false gods are devils. They're demons. So we're going to read out of um, the book of Leviticus, and then we'll get uh, the precept in uh, 1 Corinthians. So I'm reading out of the blueletterbible.org and this is the book of Leviticus chapter 17 verse 7 
and they shall no more offer their sacrifices unto devils after whom they have gone a whoring. This shall be a statue forever unto them throughout their generations. So this is a, a, a law. It's in the book of Levit Leviticus. So the Israelites were to no more offer their sacrifices to devils. Because the Israelites will commit spiritual adultery by going after other gods wood and stone. Because the, the Israelites were in captivity, you know, um, by the different heathen nations. We as a people were, you know, slaves in Egypt. This is why uh, America is known as spiritual Egypt because the same type of occulticism, the witchcraft, the sorcery, the uh, magicians, you got uh, modern day magicians here in America that are using satanic, you know, rituals, you know, you know, what you call um, sacrifices and um, the different occulticism that's coming through, through those secret societies, the Luciferians, the um, Rosicrucians, free, Freemasonic, you know, or Freemasonry. They sacrifice into devils, you know. So the Israelites, being in uh, modern day Egypt, were subjected to the same type of uh, oppression, you know. And then the Israelites started picking up the ways of the heathens. This is why the Lord told um, through the words of Jeremiah to the children of Israel to learn not the ways of the heathens because the Egyptians, they were worshiping their false gods. And then you had Israelites that were, that were learning those same customs and worshiping false gods, even to the point where the Israelites were delivered out of Egypt and they brought along their false gods. They, they brought along uh, those devils that they were worshiping to through those idols. So the Lord told the Israelites to uh, uh, no more offer their sacrifices unto devils after whom they have gone a whoring. This shall be a statue forever unto them throughout their generation. So you have the law, statutes, and commandments. So this was a statue for the Israelites to not go whoring or commit spiritual adultery after those idols because Israel is married or or will be remarried back to the Heavenly Father. He'll be attached back into Israel through his only begotten son, Yahweh Shai, who is the bridegroom. Because you have Israel who is the bride and you have Yahweh Shai was the bridegroom. So let's go into the word um, devils. We're going to get the uh, definition of the word devil. So let's get the uh, Strong's 
number, which is Hebrew, which is H8163. Strong's H8163. Sa'ir. Sa'ir. That's, that's how you uh, say the uh, pronunciation. So, definition. It means goat, kid. This is why the elites they worship what Baphomet, because it's a, it's the uh, it's the goat, you know the uh, androgynous man and woman who has the goat head. It's a devil. It's a demon because uh, uh, what is it? Um, the uh, Baphomet is an evil spirit. It's a it, man. People don't realize, man, how spiritual everything is. See, people they'll see that image, you know, of a uh, Baphomet, and yeah, it's wicked, but they don't realize there's an actual demon attached to it. It's an evil spirit. So the definition is a um, kid, goat, devil, sitar, hairy, rough, he goat, buck, a sacrifice animal. Sitar may be uh, may refer to a demon possessed goat like the uh, swine of Gadara. So that's Baphomet when when um, when uh, People sacrifice to those idols as sacrificing to Baphomet. This is why Esau will put up temples, or, or you know they they had a um, an effigy of a Baphomet not too long ago, and that's an evil spirit. And the heathens they sacrifice to Baphomet. This is why they use uh, satanic rituals. So let's get the uh, definition of sitar. Let's see, hold on. And sitar is gonna, uh, hold on. It's gonna go back to uh, what we just read of idol, but I wanna get a little bit more of the definition. Let me see if I can find it. Define. So, yeah. Um, so, Satori is one of the class of lustful, drunken woodland gods and Greek art. They were represented as a man with a horse's ears and a tail. That's that, um, you know, uh, looks like a man, but then it has the uh, body or, you know, like the legs and stuff like that of a, of a horse. It says, but in Roman representation as a man with a goat's ears, tail, legs, which is Baphomet. 
you see how these different devils, demons, they cross-reference to other demonic, uh, evil demons and entities, but also the, the different um, idols that they make. So that uh, Satar is a demon of lust. This is a drunken woodland gods. This is why the evil spirit that's attached to Baphomet is of lust. You know, the lust of power, the lust of, you know, human flesh, because they actually will eat human beings and drink their blood. The elites, they sacrifice to uh, Baphomet. This is why they use satanic rituals of bloodletting, you know, uh, murdering children for adrenochrome. This is what the elites do to get high. You had um, the, um, the uh, what's his name? It was the movie uh, Cry for Freedom, a movie that was going into human trafficking. And the actual uh, man, you know, the man who uh, the story was, uh, you know, his uh, testimony, his story was uh, made, you know, into that movie. He actually spoke about how that adrenochrome because, you know, they'll, they'll say that that's just a conspiracy theory. But he, he actually said that that's real. That these people are actually doing it. The human traffickers, they will, they will sacrifice children and torture them and, and then extract their blood. And, and uh, they'll sell it on the black market. This is the demonic, wicked, evil, satanic acts that these heathens, these evil, wicked people are doing, you know, covertly. These people are truly evil. So let's read, um, you know, the precept of what we just read in the uh, Leviticus law. You know, it's a statue that the Israelites wouldn't sacrifice to devils. And go a whoring after other gods. So this is in the book of First Corinthians, chapter ten, verse twenty. It reads, "But I say that the things which which the Gentiles do, or I'll read that again. It says, "But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils, and not to God." So the heathens, the Gentiles, they the ones that sacrifice to devils. This is why. Jeremiah told the Israelites, learn not the ways of the heathens. The heathens are dismayed at the signs of heaven because they use, you know, the stars. They use uh, divination, the, what they call the monthly pronosticators. They're using the stars and they're using, you know, the, the constellations uh, to work witchcraft and sorcery. It says they sacrifice to devils and not to God. It says, and I would not that ye should have fellowship with devils. 
no one of God's chosen people and even those that uh you know that are not understanding who they are you know they could be of the elect and the remnant they could still be in darkness none of us you know no Israelite is supposed to have fellowship with devils with demons you're not supposed to be conjuring up evil spirits no fellowship with devils what's the word let's get the definition of fellowship let's see how much time we got okay so fellowship and i'll get it in the um the Bible definition of the word fellowship. Share participation within a community. Hold on. Fellowship, communion. So no communion, no conjuring up, um, you know, conjuring up those evil spirits. No fellowship. But our people, they are in league with communion or fellowshipping with devils, demons, using divination, you know, people that are involved in secret societies, women that call themselves um, Eastern stars. They're actually having fellowship with devils, demons. Men out there that are... Uh, uh, you know, call themselves and uh, Freemasonic lodges, sitting up in those Christian churches, wearing idolatry, wearing the compass in the square, imagery, witchcraft and sorcery, communion with devils, evil spirits, Lucifer, uh, which means light bearer. Scripture says that Satan will appear as an angel of light. So these people, they actually think that they're or doing God's work, but they're actually worshiping Satan. They're not worshiping the Heavenly Father and Spirit and in truth. So this is in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14. This is in no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. So these people that call themselves the light bearers, they they actually believe that they're doing the right thing. They actually believe in that the agenda that they're coming up with is something that's going to be good for humanity. It's just as you have the righteous. God's chosen people that are ushering in Yahweh Shai's kingdom because he told us that the kingdom is within us. So we're ushering in his kingdom by doing the works, by, you know, calling our people to repentance, leading them to Yahweh Shai. And then you have the wicked that's calling themselves ushering in a new world order. 
you know, this society that they envision in their minds of, uh, you know, like a, a utopian society or whatever they're thinking in their minds and thinking that they're going to rule forever. Whatever BS that they're being uh, fed, you know, and they're being deceived by Satan. Satan appeared uh, himself as an angel of light. But it's not the true light. It's a false light. It's not it's not the light of the world, which is Yahweh Shai. The way that they're coming up is the, the way of a thief. Because you can't get into eternal life. Only through Yahweh Shai is the way. He is the way, the truth, and life. To so to gain that immortality is only gained through Yahweh Shai. And they want to gain it by what? Through transhumanism. Merging man with machine. what they call the ghost in, in the machine, which is demons, evil spirits. So when you're out there, you know, worshiping these, uh, you know, African gods and stuff like that, you got, you know, even our people that are in the the Yoruban uh, religion, you know, the Yoruban religion, you know, West African religion, you know, uh, all the different deities and stuff like that. Those are all devils. Those are those are evil spirits. And then you got the, the Latin, you know, tribes of our people that are in the Santeria, which is an offshoot of the uh, African or West African religions. Those are all evil spirits. They're, they're devils, they're demons. So the Lord uh, told his people, God's chosen people, you Israelites out there, to not have fellowship with devils. Don't be commune, uh, communing with, with evil spirits. So let's go, we're going back to the definition of spiritual warfare. So the, the demons or the evil spirits, they will intervene, intervene in human affairs. It, it, these are the ones that will attach themselves to, uh, to, you know, uh, wars, you know, through, through the military, you know, the, the things that's happening in, in societies, the, de the demons are manipulating the minds of people. So it says, although spiritual warfare is a prominent feature of neo-charismatic churches, 
So that neo-charismatic churches is those people that be speaking in tongues. Because you'll hear them, you know, saying that, you know, they're, they're speaking in the angels' voices, you know, or the angel languages. And they're speaking in an unknown tongue where you can't understand them. And, and you know, I did a, a lesson uh, outside of uh, this, um, you know, this particular platform going into uh, tongues, you know, and unknown tongues. Because I had a uh, conversation and, and disagreements. Uh, with uh, people on Facebook. So I was going back and forth, giving those individuals scriptures going into what Paul was saying in, in the uh, book of Corinthians, because he was, he was dealing with, uh, with the uh, churches, you know, that were using unknown tongues, you know, in the uh, congregation. So I, you know, I still have the uh, the precepts and all the information on that. If it be the Lord's will, I will do a lesson going into uh, speaking in tongues and unknown tongues. So, yeah, you have the uh, neo-charismatic churches, which are those, press, uh, what is it, uh, Pentecostal churches. Those, those are the ones that speaking unknown tongues a lot of the christian churches and they go into you know spiritual warfare but that spiritual warfare is for the for god's chosen people the israelites that's for us to to uh master and to know and to use it in our daily lives so satan will beat anybody up if they're not you know knowledgeable about spiritual warfare and you're going to need to know the principles and the rules of engagement of spiritual warfare because the wicked they're they already got their warfare down they got their witchcraft and their sorcery and they using rituals and they're more uh you know uh thorough than a lot of our people who's supposed to be on the right hand side not engaging in spiritual warfare and this is why the devil is able to attack and know your weak points and will use uh family friends co-workers or even uh possess you know the very person who is supposed to be uh engaging in spiritual warfare on the right hand side by using you know the demons to try to trick you or try to make you feel um sh you know shameful or you know do things to try to play tricks with your mind try to get you to fall out the truth doubt yourself lord didn't give us the spirit of fear and he said it's impossible to please him without faith so we have to continue to operate in faith and ask for more faith, which is a gift from Yahweh, to have the faith that's waxed strong. So you have the confidence and to be bold as a lion.
It says various other Christian denominations and groups also have adopted practices rooted in the concepts, concepts of spiritual warfare. But Christian demonology often playing a, a key role in these practices and beliefs or had other traditions of such a concept unrelated to the neo-charismatic movement as in the esoteric prayers of the Catholic Church and the various Eastern Orthodox churches. It says prayer is one of the common form of spiritual warfare practice among these Christians. Yeah, because the, uh, when you go into um, the end of uh, book of Ephesians, and let's get that. Verse 18, it says, praying always. I'm going to have to um, continue as this uh, broadcast is about to end. All right, continuing uh, what I was saying, when you go into the book of Ephesians chapter 6, and um, the last part of spiritual warfare and this is in verse 18 it says praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit so this is going into praying without ceasing watch as well as pray because we're in evil times so you have to be watchful watch for the signs of the times the lord is coming as a thief in the night as always pray Pray without ceasing and then being circumspect, watching out for the devil and the snares and the traps, the things that he will do to try to come against you. You know, circumspect, you know, and and, and uh, what's that ebonics or <laughs> Slang words, keep your head on the swivel. So praying always with all prayer and supplication. The word supplication, it means to beg. So praying and begging the Lord to what? Deliver you out of whatever situation that you're in. Pray to the Heavenly Father for more faith, for more, um, you know, long-suffering for more uh, endurance. You know, if you're being persecuted, pray that the Lord give you this spirit of perseverance, you know, that'll lead to hope. So when you have the hope, you're not shameful. You can't uh, let the devil try to shame you if you're in a situation where the Lord is chastising you and correcting you and he said that when he corrects you he'll look upon you as a son so every father of that's good will correct their children so we're being corrected by the heavenly father in hopes that we'll endure his chastening and although it's grievous it's not pleasant you know, it will bring on the peaceable fruits of righteousness. The peaceable fruits of righteousness, which is going into the fruits of the spirit.
you shall know a man by his fruits. So those that are walking in the spirit are going to have the characteristics of the spirit, the peaceable fruits of righteousness. To have the love, the joy, the peace. And all of that is, you know, through being corrected and being perfected. Having that long suffering. Being, you know, uh, you know, patient, you know, at times that could be a difficult thing. When you, you know, uh, and, you know, putting up with one another and having the patience to, to, to deal with people, even if they're, you know, trying to do things to come against you. It's just praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, in the Holy Spirit, praying in the spirit. It says in watching. We're unto with all perseverance going into persecution. Perseverance, you know, and supplication for all saints. So having that persevere, perseverance in begging you know, in prayer for all the saints, God's chosen people that are engaging in, in, in uh, enduring the spiritual warfare, praying for your brother and your sister to, to be girded with the spiritual weaponry and the armor to battle whatever, you know, war or, you know, whatever battle that you're going through. Because this is a spiritual war and you have many battles. You might win some, you might lose some. But then ultimately it leads to victory and warfare, you know, which is, you know, the war. The war will be won. It is written. You know, the war in heaven. When all the, the uh, kings of the earth would try to fight against the Lord where the spiritual world and the physical world will meet. The battle of Armageddon, the Valley of Decision. So yeah, prayer is very powerful. That's, that's, a, that's a, a, a weapon as well. That's part of your spiritual warfare. You know, having a, a Bible, reading it, meditating on the scriptures, singing the Psalms, you know, uh, making a joyful noise, spiritual hymns, praising the Lord with the timbre and the harp, you know, that quiet space, you know, the you know, where it teaches us how to pray, pray to the Lord in, in secret. and He'll uh, reward you openly. It says other practices may include exorcism. So the Lord, he, 
perform what would you call an exorcism? He cast out devils. He cast out, you know, evil spirits and people. But in order to cast out an evil spirit, you have to be on that level. Because whatever, you know, you call yourself casting out, that that devil, that demon know who you are. And if you're of Yahweh Shai, that devil ain't going to be able to overthrow you. But <laughs> if you're not on that level and you're not protected by the blood of the lamb, that, that demon going to overpower you. And that happened with uh, some people that were trying to cast out evil spirits. They were, they were trying to, uh, you know, engage in spiritual warfare. It's going to be a long broadcast, as I can see. But if it be the Lord's will, this will be edifying. And it will, you know, give you brothers and sisters, you know, more insight on spiritual warfare. And I would like to go more into that because this is a part of our, you know, our spiritual training and how we you know, on our skills in spiritual warfare, having godly conversation and becoming familiar and applying these uh these tools and weapons of spirituality in our lives, our armor, not just reading Ephesians, but actually applying it to our lives because we're in we're in a spiritual, you know, we're in spiritual warfare. You know, and without the armor, you know, uh, one can leave themselves exposed to spiritual attacks. Let's see. And these evil spirits, they're just going to manifest more and more as things become more and more wicked on the earth. So we're reading in the, uh, the book of Acts and the word uh, Acts or, you know, the, uh, the book of Acts is going into the Acts of the Apostles. So the Acts of the Apostles, they were engaging in spiritual warfare because they were casting out devils and they were, uh, you know, uh, healing. They were doing all kind of miraculous signs and wonders. But it was a time where the apostles or, you know, they were, you know, called, um, they were called uh, uh, disciples. Uh, they themselves couldn't cast out devils and the Lord had corrected or rebuked the disciples because the master Yahweh Shai was teaching the disciples spiritual warfare he was 
he was teaching the men, you know, uh, you know, uh, lessons, you know, valuable lessons that they need, you know, needed to learn because he was going to commission them to to speak to the uh, Israelites that would disperse the lost sheep. So they were going to speak outside of Israel and they were going to go into those different areas out of, you know, out of, you know, out of uh, outside of Jerusalem. They were going to go into countries like Ephesus and uh, Corinth or, you know, like, um, or not countries because, uh, was it Corinth was it is in, uh, what is it? Uh, what is that? Um, Southern, what is that? Bear with me. Uh, Southern Greece. Yes, and Corinth is in Southern Greece. So, you know, uh, cities, basically. So the, uh, the disciples who became apostles were sent to, to specifically speak to the dispersed Israelites, the Gentiles. And those different lands so you know like i said like in corinth uh, a lot of those areas were full of witchcraft and sorcery you know full of false gods full of demons and devils those temples where the heathens the greeks were and romans were sacrificing to they sacrificed to devils so those temples were you know so many words they were haunted houses you know full of evil spirits and so reading out the book of acts we're going to go into a time you know this time where you had a man who was trying to uh, cast out an evil spirit and we're going to read what happened to him so we'll read out of uh the KJV, and that's Acts chapter 19. Let's see how much time we got. Okay. Acts chapter 19. Hold on. Okay, so uh, we're going to start at verse, hold on, okay, yeah, we'll start at verse 13, this is Acts chapter 19, verse 13, and I'm reading out of the BibleHub.com, and in the title it says, The Sons of Sceva, so it says, Then certain of the vagabond Jews exorcist so you had uh, a sect of vagabond jews so that's every word you know that pops up that's you know you know that may you know like if you're studying or if you're reading or if you're um prophesying or you or you're teaching you want to be you want to go into a word a little bit more in, in uh, 
them, you know, break the word down better. So the word vagabond, this is from the Eden's Bible Dictionary. It's from Latin vagabondus. It means a wanderer, a fugitive, not used uh, appropriately. You had a, a group of, uh, you know, wandering Jews, you know. They didn't really have, a, you know, like a permanent home. They were, you know, basically pilgrims, you know, you know, wanderers. So you had a certain amount or slack it. You had a certain group of uh, Jews. They were vagabond Jews. So it says, then certain of the vagabond Jews exorcist took upon them to call over them, which had evil spirits. Uh, let me read that again. It says, then certain of the vagabond Jews exorcist. So let me go back over another word. Because you had that movie called what? The Exorcist. That was a scary movie <laughs> growing up. A lot of you younger brothers and sisters out there that didn't grow up in the 70s and the 80s. Um during that time, you know, there was no Netflix. That was not even cable TV until, till later on, like uh, maybe in the 80s, that's when cable came out. Or if you were rich, maybe you did have cable earlier than that, but you didn't have no cable in the, uh, in the um, you know, late 70s or whatever like that. But, uh, you know, cable came in maybe about 80, in the early 80s, that's when it came in. But my point is that, you know, you, you would go to the movie theater and then uh, the movies, they would be advertised on TV or the newspaper. So when The Exorcist came out, oh my goodness, that was a, it was a frightening movie so much that people were passing out people were just like they were beside themselves because it was such a dark evil movie but it was about demonic possession this um young girl was possessed by the devil and so you had these two catholic priests that was commissioned by the church uh to remove or cast out that demon that was uh, or that devil that was in uh the girl and so she was possessed she had you know um spiritual power on the left hand side she was strong as hell you know she was speaking in an unknown tongue she was speaking in another language her head turned around <laughs> she's spitting out pea soup you know and she was provoking the priest. It was it was bad, man. So uh, and there was a lot of strange stuff that happened in that uh, you know in the making of that movie. You can go online. You'll see all the 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 um, the tragedy and all the just the you know 
mishaps and unfortunate events that happened in the making of that movie because making that movie they were conjuring up demons they was conjuring up evil spirits it was going into some pretty dark things so it was a lot of uh demonic activity that was happening on the set and even people died that was involved in the movie very very strange and just weird circumstances because the Bible tells us we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So those evil spirits are always around, you know, and even uh, the men and women that repent and those demons are cast out, those devils, those demons are going to lurk around and waiting for the opportunity uh, to, to inhabit uh, that person and they're not coming alone they're going to bring other spirits seven more spirits more powerful than the first one so the person that you know they repented but they went back into sin uh, those evil spirit or the evil spirit is going to come back with more evil spirits to possess the person and then a person will be worse off than what they was in the beginning. Let's go back into the book of Acts. So we, uh, oh, Salaki, I didn't get the definition of exorcist. So an exorcist is a person who makes evil spirits leave a place or person's body by prayers or magic. That's what this uh, Oxford um learner's dictionary says so you have and and uh, you know th this brought out a point so the uh, exorcist is someone who makes evil spirits leave by uh, a per a place or person person's body so you heard of like um those ghost hunters you know they'll go and they'll so-called um, look or not look up, but they will uh, document, you know, uh, a house or a building and they'll communicate with evil spirits or so-called, um, you know, a uh, ghost. And they'll ask them questions and, and certain times they'll get ran out of that building or that place. You had that show Ghost Hunters that was very popular in the early 2000s and so the ghost hunters they would go to people's houses and they would tell their a story of, of you know of them being tormented by uh, a ghost or ghost plural in their house so you know things would move around they would see apparitions you know, it'll be banging on the walls and just all kind of weird stuff, you know. And even us in this truth, we can all uh, give you a testimony or give you a story of what happened, you know, of even us experiencing um, or encountering these uh, these spirits, these these devils or demons that are masquerading as familiar spirits.
So you got people out there that will um, perform exorcism. A lot of exorcisms are performed by the Catholic Church, the priest, but we know <laughs> the Catholic Church is the, is the false prophet. So how can Satan cast out the devil? So a lot of times when these uh, Catholic priests will go into people's homes or go into a, uh, a business or wherever they have been commissioned to, to remove an evil spirit or even out of people, a lot of times they'll make it worse. And that's what happened in the movie the exorcist they were trying to cast out that spirit you know the demon out of uh the girl but it made it worse and you know eventually the the devil or the you know left the girl but one of the priests ended up dying you know in the process but it also says that um they would move it out of the place or person's body by prayers or magic. Because you got witches out there, people that are calling themselves, you know, um, they call themselves light workers or, you know, they're in a divination. They actually think they're doing, doing the right thing, but they're really you know, as the scriptures say, have no fellowship with devils. They're actually having fellowship with devils because they will use tarot cards. You even got, uh, you know, men and women, mostly women, even Negro women that are call themselves being targeted and then they'll actually be using tarot cards. That's divination. So they're actually using magic and they'll say, you know, they'll be on on uh, what is it, a uh, YouTube, or even on Facebook, and they'll say that they can remove spells and curses and hexes and remove spirits and stuff. That's what these people are doing. They're using divination, using magic to call themselves an exorcist, but they only make it worse. So going back to the book of uh, Acts, and I got about five minutes. I'm long-winded on this broadcast. I do apologize. I'll try to wrap wrap this up. So it says um, you had the vagabond Jews who were exorcists. They called themselves expelling, um, you know, evil spirits. It says, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits in the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preached. So they knew about the Messiah, and they knew that Paul preached Yahweh Shai. So they called themselves being exorcists, calling out evil spirits in the name of the Lord. So they knew the name of the Lord, but they weren't sent. It says, and there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew and a, and a chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know, 
and Paul I know, but who are you? So the evil spirit was speaking and, and was like, look, uh, they know uh, Jesus. And they said they know Paul. But then they, they told one of the vagabond Jews, like, who are you? So that left him spiritually open. He wasn't covered by the blood of the lamb. So these evil spirits, you know, know you brothers and sisters out there. They, you know, and you have the anointing, they, they know who you are. But those that the Lord don't know, and they call themselves casting out spirits, you know, you, you know this true, but you don't, you don't know spiritual warfare and you're not covered by the Messiah and you get yourself in a situation and, you know, someone that you know might be tormented with demons and you call yourself going into their house and exercising those evil spirits, you could make the situation worse, not only for the person, but for yourself. You could be physically attacked. So we're reading verse 16. It says, and the man in whom the evil spirit was leapt on them and overcame them. So though the evil spirit attacked, attacked them. I read it again. It says, and the man in whom the evil spirit was leapt on them. I mean, like attacked them. This is and leapt on them and overcame them and prevailed against them. So they got attacked by the evil spirit. So that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. So that evil spirit beat them out their clothes. They fled out of the house. This is, and this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling in, at, at Ephesus. And fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord, Shai was magnified. So the name of the Lord was glorified, magnified. It was, it was a situation where these men called themselves exercising evil spirits, and an evil spirit didn't know them because again they weren't covered by the blood of the lamb they were going out there doing something that the lord didn't send them to do and they were attacked I 
be chillin' and vibin' Sneakers be knockin' We be up in the sky, yeah The journey don't begin until my eyes close A couple minutes in, I begin to flow The angels meet me halfway with chariots Then we blast out through the earth Don't be K.L., Uriel, Raphael, and Gabriel Be the angels ride with me, boy, I swear they cool as hell I be like a kid in the shield, touching everything They be like, chill, let me still enjoy the ride, man Wow, I'm in a different dimension I hopped out the spaceship to swim with the fishes This is truly an out-of-body experience I doubt if anybody back home would take me serious If I discard everything I be riding in spaceships with angels dressed in all white. Oh, we be passing through the heavens, trying to get to the most high. That's where I'm from. There's darkness, and I just wanna see the light. Spaceships be flying. I be chilling and vibing. Sneakers be knocking. We be up in the As I look around, I swear I'm in another realm. I'm far from out of town. I think I'm in a new dimension, not to mention wow. I'm seeing things I never seen, no motion pictures. Wow. When I lay down, it's time to take off. I'm up in the sky, I'm really aloft. I'm surfing the clouds, it's all and on. Michael says hi, he's looking at y'all. Take when I turn to make me feel like it. I think it feels like it's real life. Got me looking like a deer, some headlights, man. Cause the angel got a glow, I'm talking snow white. Whoa, whoa. I don't wanna wake up. I'm like, no, whoa, whoa. All praises to the Heavenly Father, Yahweh, in the name of his only begotten son, Yahweh Shai. We're back. I wanted to uh, continue where we were reading in the book of Acts. So you have these vagabond Jews that were trying to exercise devils or demons, and they got attacked by the evil spirits. And the evil spirits, they're, they're conscious. They know. They know or they knew who the Lord was, you know, in, in this situation. And they knew who Paul was. But they didn't know who these uh, vagabond Jews were and they got they got the crap beat out of them and they got they got uh beat out of their clothes as it says 
I'll read it again. And it says, and a man in whom the evil spirit was leapt on them and overcame them. So the evil spirit uh, attacked them and overcame them and prevailed against them. So they fled out the out of that house naked and wounded. They got beat, you know. You you uh, have a herd of situations where uh, people get attacked by by evil spirits and they get scratches, like on their back or on their face or on their arms or whatever uh, part of their body that the the demon attacked them. So verse seventeen says, and this was known to all the Greeks and the Jews, also dwelling at Ephesus. So it's talking about the Greeks or the Jews and the Greeks. This is talking about the Jews that were living in Ephesus, but also the Jews who were what you will call um, um, a Herod, not a, um, what's the term? Slakia. Uh, uh, dang, what is the name of that? Um, Hellenist. Greek-speaking Jews. So that's that's what that means when you go into the scripture where it says neither Jew or Greek. This is just talking about the Israelites who were living as Greeks. They were taking on the Greek customs that were in a, that, that were dwelling in Ephesus. And it says, and fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Yahweh Shai was magnified. So it, the name of the Lord was magnified because that situation, uh, one, uh, let those, uh, you know, Jews and Greeks that was living in Ephesus, they knew by that situation that the name of the Lord had power. And Paul, who was sent by Yahawashai, uh, knew that he was speaking in the name, you know, in the name of the Lord. So that did something to them to the point where they repented. And as it goes on to say, and many that believed came and confessed. So those that believed in Shai, they confessed their sins and showed their deeds. It says many of them also which use curious books brought their books together and burned them before all men. So you had men that was involved in, as they say, curious arts, which is in what, what divination. Books that they learn how to do certain things, rituals and, you know, uh, the curious arts. Let's get that definition. It's going to go into some esoteric, you know, uh, knowledge, which is the same type of, uh, or, you know, in general, the same type of uh, knowledge that these Luciferians and these Freemasons have. They're in the, involved in curious arts. It's the same type of um, 
you know, uh, witchcraft and sorcery and, and soothsaying that the Egyptians used. So the, the uh, Eaton's Bible Dictionary of Curious Arts, and they're referring to the book of uh, Acts, you know, chapter 19, verse 19. So it means magical arts, jugglery practiced by the Ephesians, conjurers. So they were con they were conjurers. They it says Ephesus was noted for its wizard and the Ephesian spells, charms, or scrapes of parchment written over with certain formula which were worn as safeguard against all manner of evils. So you had people that were using uh, spells And so they repented of that. And they, you know, they confessed their sins. They confessed their faults. And that's why it says many of them which used curious arts brought their books together and burned them. So they, they took, you know, they brought their books and they ended up burning them because it was, it was divination. So they repented of that. It says, burn them before all men and and they counted the piece of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. It says, and they counted the price of them and found it uh, 50,000 pieces of silver. So mightily grew the word of Yahweh and prevailed. So they, they basically uh, burned 50,000 pieces of silver worth of, of books that was in, you know, the curious arts, which was witchcraft, you know, is wizardry. So these were the works that the, the apostles were doing. They were going into Ephesus and Corinth and they were, you know, correcting our people that were involved in the customs of the heathens. So the name of the Lord, it, it magnified. The name of the Lord grew. And the word of Yahweh and it and prevailed. The word got around. The name of the Lord and the power. So much that the angel uh, the uh, the angels on the left hand side, as you have angels on the right hand side, you got angels on the left hand side you had the angels on the left hand side they're in subjection to the you know to the um to the power on the right hand side Let's see. Let's get more going into the spiritual realm. 
because everything is a balance. Heavenly Father, he controls both sides. He controls good and evil. A lot of Christians will have a problem with that statement. But it's in the word that the Heavenly Father controls both sides. Hold on. This is uh, the understanding that you will, uh, will, will gain or you'll know that no matter what the wicked is doing, you'll know that the Heavenly Father is in control of everything. So this is in the book of Isaiah chapter 45 verse 7 and it reads, I form the light and create darkness. This is the words of the Heavenly Father. He said that he formed the light and create the darkness. So he controls the light and he controls the darkness. He created both. It says, I make peace and I create evil. So the Lord said he make peace or he can create evil. It says, I, the Lord, do all these things. So the Lord, he controls both sides. So the Lord, he's going to give, um, men spiritual power in these last days that you know will be on such a level that is beyond you know you know our minds right now because once the lord at his timing because his timing is perfect these devils they're ramping things up the wicked you know i'm talking about esau he's using witchcraft and sorcery they're coming against god's elect they're using divination they're using sorcery and it will come a time where they're gonna they're gonna ramp this thing up so much that the lord uh, is going to you know in so many words uh, have the angels, you know, with, you know, the archangel Michael and all the other angels, because there is a hierarchy in the heavens. You have just like in the military, you have different ranks where you have even the angels that are, you know, there there's ranks, you know what I'm saying? So, and you have just like on the right hand side, you have ranks on the left hand side. You have the devil or the spiritual demon, Satan, and the different demons and stuff like that. 
devils and just all kind of, you know, just evil spirits. But the Lord will give the men to have power. And we're going to read the type of power that they're going to have. And that they do have. And this was the uh, power that they had back in the day, too. This is Luke chapter 10, verse 17. And it says, and the 70 returned again with joy. They had the Holy Spirit. They had, you know, the fruits of the Spirit saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. So the, the uh, devils, they were in subjection. Because these evil spirits, they can only do so much, just like how that evil spirit knew Yahawashai, knew Paul. Those evil spirits will be in subjection to the elect men and the men that have the Holy Spirit. Those evil spirits will be in subjection through the name of the Lord. It says, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name, the powerful name of Yahweh. Bashem Yahweh Shai. He says, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as a lightning fallen from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all power of the enemy, and behold, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in the subject, in uh, like it says, notwithstanding in this, rejoice uh, not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So the Lord is saying that don't rejoice because you have uh, the power where the spirits are subject unto you. No, rejoice. Because your name is written or written in heaven. Your name is written in the book of life. You're counted worthy through the blood of the lamb. So that, so that time, you know, back then and even in, in the uh, current uh, times that we're in, men will have power to tread over serpents and scorpions. And just like, um, you know, you had men that tried to usurp that type of authority uh, and they got beat up by demons. You, you got uh, men out there uh, and even, um, you know, the different churches and congregations by Edomites that would take actual, you know, serpents or actual snakes. That's, uh, I believe, a lot of the. Pentecostal churches will, will uh, you know, in uh, rural areas like down, uh, like in the Appalachian Mountains and some different areas in the country where you get them Edomite pastors and they'll actually take snakes and they'll be dancing with them. And yeah, one Edomite that got bit by a poisonous snake and he ended up dying. Because he wasn't of uh, the Lord's elect. The 
and so that snake over overpowered him and prevailed against him. Hold on. It says, in that same hour, Yahweh Shai rejoiced in the spirit, or rejoiced in spirit, and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and has revealed them unto babes. So the Lord was rejoicing and praised the Heavenly Father because the things that were uh, hidden to the, you know, uh, from the wise and the prudent, you know, the the uh, religious leaders of that time, you had the, um, what you call the Pharisees and the scribes, they were wise and, and prudent. They were, they were the ones who had all of the, you know, so-called wisdom they were experts in law. They were, you know, learned or studied men. But the Lord had hid, you know, certain things from them. So he revealed his secrets to his service, the prophets. And he revealed it to, you know, those, their babes. You know, the, 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 um, let me get the scripture. Hold on, let's see. Where it says the uh thou has perfect perfected praise the babes have so this is in the book of uh Matthew chapter 21 verse 16. He said and said to him, hearing thou that these say, and Yahweh shy and said unto them, Yea. Have ye never read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise? Which is talking about the um, the uh, the unwise, you know, the unlearned that will confound the wise. You know, the man of the Lord that's prophesying the ones uh, that uh, people in society, even in these religious circles, they will... Uh, look down on like these theologians these ministers these christian pastors the ones that they got doctorates but then they end up having a conversation or a you know a dialogue or even um you know what you call a debate against israelites and the the wise will get confounded because the praise is perfected through the uh, through the babes, you know. Those brothers and you know, and even some of you sisters out there, you're not going to be out there prophesying, but the Lord have given you a certain amount of wisdom. So the Messiah, he was praising the Lord, thanking the Lord that it was given into the 
to the babes, you know. Let's see. So this is in the book of First Corinthians. Let's see how much time I got. Got five minutes. I'll, I'll try to wrap this up. Um, as this, you know, this is a long broadcast. So, so this is in, in the book of First Corinthians, chapter one, verse twenty-seven. Yahweh have chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So the Lord, He have chose the foolish things of the world which they will regard us as foolish uh to what to confound the wise those uh you know people that that are highly regarded in the society as being knowledgeable they're they're being confounded you know it says, and Yahweh have chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. So the Lord have chosen the weak things. You know, we're, we're considered weak, you know, as a people. But through the word of the Lord is mighty. And those that are mighty in this society, they're, they're being confounded. That's why the scripture says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. The word of the Lord and the power of his might. So this truth is, is confounding the wise. And it's a powerful weapon. This is why uh, the elites and the the Christian uh, institutions that they control, you know, the secret societies like the Rosicrucians and these different offshoot groups that are, you know, that go back hundreds, hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of years. And they're the ones that's controlling the religions of the earth. And they will send, you know, their different agents and provocateurs to to try to you know um you know come against the truth they'll send spies that feed themselves as just men and they'll spy out our liberty So this is in the book of Galatians chapter two, verse four, it says, and that because a false brethren unawares brought in, which came in privately despite out our liberty, which we have in Yahweh Shai Hamashiach, Jesus Christ, that they might bring us into bondage. So you'll have people out there that will do things uh, to come against us and they won't be sincere they'll be false brethren they'll call themselves israelites 
and they'll come into what spy out our liberty, which is in Yahweh Shai Hamashiach. That they could try to what? To try to hem us up. That's where you get your vocab Malones and all these other so-called um, urban apologists. And they're, they're working with Esau, working with the devil to try to bring us in bondage, spying out our liberty, you know, you know, falsely accusing us of things. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a spiritual battle. And I was going to uh, play an audio, but this this uh, lesson went uh, into mainly the scriptures and spiritual warfare. If it be the Lord's will, I will do another broadcast uh, later on uh, going into this audio that I wanted to share with you about what even Esau is saying about spirits from other um, dimensions or dark forces. It's going into the spiritual warfare of those unseen forces. I say Shalom. All right, Shalom, I'm back. If it be the Lord's will, this will be the um, the last segment of this uh, broadcast. I will um, say that some of our people like longer broadcasts. Some of our people don't like longer broadcasts. It just depends on your attention span. But I really need to bring this out. The Lord is compelling me to go into spiritual warfare and as I, you know, um, you know, put together this broadcast, you know, um, which is usually on the spot, you know, I'm following the spirit. Certain things will come out. So it just, you know, is leading into just other things as the spirit flows. It's wind and it will go wherever it want to go. So I want to um, continue with the definition of spiritual warfare as each brother and sister need to really utilize the word of Yahweh Bashem Yahweh Shai as your spiritual sword and you have to have the shield of faith to block the fiery darts of Satan and have the, the, the uh, good news the gospel So we're reading um, about, you know, prayer, which is another spiritual, spiritual weapon, you know, praying and, and supplication, as the scriptures say, pray always, pray without ceasing. But let me read that again. This is, this is uh, Ephesians chapter six, and we're reading uh, uh, verse 18 it says praying always with all supplication and supp uh let me read that again praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching where unto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints so i broke that down uh before so praying always in supplication in the spirit and the holy spirit and having perseverance which when you're going through tribulation that will bring for uh, bring forth perseverance, which will bring uh, also hope. And then begging and prayer uh, for the saints. So that's a part of the spiritual warfare, you know, putting on the full armor. And it says, um, 
Oh, I'm, I'm going to go back into the definition. It says prayer is one of the common form of spiritual warfare practice among these Christians. Other practices include exorcism, which we read and, you know, read about. You have to be covered by the lamb if you're going to, you know, cast out demons. The land of hands, fasting with prayer, praise and worship. So that's another you know, I spoke about that, you know, praise and worship, you know, music is powerful. Praising the Lord and worshiping the Lord in, in song. So if you, you know, you click on the word praise and worship, you know, it is usually going to be associated with music. So let's get the uh, definition of praise and worship uh, defined in the Bible. Hold on. So, um, Definition. Hold on. I'm going to read it out the Bible study tools. Dot com. So praise uh, mostly of Yahweh is a frequent theme in the Psalms. And the word Psalms, that, that means, a, you know, song. So when, when um, King David was writing the Psalms, he was, he was writing uh, praise and worship songs. He was praising the Lord as the scriptures tell us to what? Praise the Lord with the timbrel and harp. That's a spiritual weapon. This is why the devil used music. Because the devil know how powerful music is and he will use the music industry uh, to use, you know, low vibrational music that really is enchantment is a uh, is, is bringing forth curses and spells and hexes because the scriptures tell us life and death is in the power of the tongue. So using music to praise the Lord in spirit and in truth is powerful. If it be the Lord's will, uh, soon I will, you know, uh, write more music and actually record you know, some music and I want to, you know, get the recordings, you know, uh, presentable. And I would like to uh, submit them, you know, to the broadcast, you know, and, just, you know, like maybe have um, either some episodes or, or maybe on one of the other channels that I have just music. So if you're, you know, um, you know, if the spirit of the Lord is on you to 
praise him with a song or or to be edified with music you can you know have some uh, music to listen to so this is in the book of psalm 150 let's see and verse three it says praise him with the sound of the trumpet praise him with the psaltery and harp so this is how we praise the lord with the with the sound of the trumpet with you know musical instruments it says praise him with the timbrel and dance so you can praise the lord with the you know musical instruments you know percussions and also with dance praise him with string instruments and organs you know, musical instruments to praise the Lord, praise him or praise him upon the loud cymbals. These are percussions. Praise him with the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. So everyone should be praising the Lord. And in a in song, you can praise them, you know, without music, but the Lord also gave us a way to praise him. And it tells us to what? Praise you the Lord in the sanctuary. Praise Yahweh in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. We're to give um, praises, you know, exalting the name of the Lord for his great works, for his excellence. Even as you know, you got certain people out there that will look down on brothers and even sisters for even, you know, having music, you know, as if that's a, you know, as if us praising the Lord is a, is a, you know, they make it something that's not good when the Lord told us to praise him. So that, that's a, a spiritual weapon, praising the Lord in, in song. This is why we need more, you know, music, you know, exalting the name of the Lord and, and pushing, you know, positive or high vibrational music. You know, scriptures tell us that the, the daughters of music will be brought low. We're just going into the music that Esau pushed out there. But the name of the Lord is to be exalted. And praise him is a part of our worship. So we read that, um, you know, pra praising the Lord, you know, uh, also including exorcism, if the Lord give you the spirit to cast out devils, you know, you're going to do that. That's a part of, you know, healing our people.
we read in the scriptures that uh, you're going to have uh, those spiritual gifts and that power. Let's see. So this is in the book of Mark chapter 3 and uh, Yahweh Shai he gave the um, the 12 you know apostles or the 12 disciples he gave them power to uh, you know to cast out and to heal so this is in the book of uh, Mark chapter 3. And we'll start at 14 and it says, And he ordained 12 that they should be with him and that he might send them forth to preach. They would preach the gospel and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out devils. And Simon, he surnamed Peter, and James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, and he surnamed them Bornangus, which is the sons of thunder, and Andrew, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, or Alphaeus, Alpha Salakia, if I'm pronouncing the name wrong, Alphaeus and Thaddeus and Simon the Canaanite. Well, those are the 12 that the Lord commissioned to preach the gospel and to heal sicknesses and to cast out devils, to cast out evil spirits. And the Lord said that ye shall do greater works. So you're going to have, uh, you know, the laying of hands, which is also healing, fasting. So the Lord told us that to cast out evil spirits, you have to, you can only uh, get that kind of power through pray, prayer and fasting. Because the disciples, at the time, they couldn't remove those, they couldn't remove that demon off, off that child. And the Messiah, knowing spiritual uh, warfare, you know, gave the disciples, you know, uh, the knowledge on how to do that. So we're going to, uh, let's see. Let me uh, view the chapter. So that's in Matthew 17, 
and read We'll read at verse 14 and it reads, and when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic and sore vexed, for oft times he falleth into the fire and oft on, uh, into the water. So you had this man who had a, um, a son who was, who was uh, vexed with an evil spirit. You know the uh, spirit of, of of a lunatic so let's get the definition of lunatic So the term lunatic derives from the Latin word lunaticus, which originally referred mainly to epilepsy and madness as diseases thought to be caused by the moon. You know that um, the, uh, yeah, the, the term lunatic is based off the word lunar because the moon actually affects people. They'll, they'll even... Come in. Come in. Okay. They'll even tell you um, that around the time of a of the, a certain year, but not certain. You know, like certain time of a you know day or whatever like that, or a time period. They'll say that crimes are usually like at night or near the time of the you know the the moon. Like um, like a lot of the crimes are near like a full moon. So yeah. So the word lunatic. This is the English word lunatic, which in popular speech signifies a sufferer from a mental derangement, whether periodic or chronic other than congenial idiocy appears in the KJV. So is a mental derangement, you know, basically being, a, you know, having a mental illness, which is a demon, you know. Because sin, you know, or illnesses are derived from sin. So this is in the book. Let's see. Hold on. Hold on.
almost finished. I know this is a long broadcast. You know, again, I hope and pray that this is edifying, you know, to those that are, uh, you know, thrown in the spiritual battle, you know, and you, you could be thrust in this spiritual warfare. So now that you thrust in it, you have to put on the full armor. It's been better to already have it on, but, you know, there are times where the, you know, the Lord will have you grow through certain things to, to build you up, you know. This is the book of Psalm 107, verse 17. It says, fools, because of their rebellious ways, of the rebellious way, and because of their iniquities, were afflicted. So through being rebellious, as Israel or a stiff-necked, you know, rebellious people, we are under the curses. So we're being afflicted, you know, and those afflictions come in many, uh, many different ways. You know, you have, uh, what is it, um, diseases and stuff like that. You have, you know, different uh, illnesses that will afflict a person. Okay. So that child was afflicted with, you know, lunacy or, or, you know, basically it was an evil spirit, you know, madness. So he, he had a, you know, like a mental illness to the point where he was, as the scriptures tell us, I read it again in verse 15. It says, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed, for oftentimes he falleth into the fire. So he was throwing himself in the fire, you know, and oft in the water. So it was times where the evil spirit was causing him to. And throw itself on fire, which a person doing that, they can burn themselves. And then off times in the water. It says, and I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. So the man uh, brought the child that was afflicted with a demon to the disciples, but the disciples couldn't cure him. Verse 17, then Yahawashai answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation. How long shall I be with you? So the Lord was rebuking. You know. You know, he was, you know, basically rebuking everyone. Oh, faithless and perverse generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. Verse 18. And Yahawashai rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him. So evil spirits can afflict a person like with a disease, you know, with infirmities, with certain things. And so Yahawashai rebuked that devil, and the evil spirit departed out of that child. It says, and the child was cured from that very hour. 
Verse 19, then came the disciples to Yahweh Shai apart and said, why could not we cast him out? So they asked the Messiah, they're like, why, why couldn't we, you know, cast out the demon, you know, the devil? Verse 20, and Yahweh Shai said unto them, because of your unbelief, so this is going into faith, being able to cast out the evil spirit is only through faith, having the faith, believing in, in the power and the name of Yahweh Bahashem, Yahweh Shai. For verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, so the Messiah is saying, look, if you believe and your faith is the, the size of a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place and it shall remove. So the Messiah is saying, look, if you have the faith of a grain of a mustard seed, you could tell a mountain to get up and move to another place. And it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. So the Messiah said, through that small amount of faith, nothing will be impossible. You could do anything. That's why the Lord said, what? Ye shall do greater works, but also ye can do all things. It didn't say some things. So this is in the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. So you can do all things. It didn't say some things, it's all things. Nothing will be impossible. This is what the Lord said. So when you're, you know given the Holy Spirit and you've been, you know, given the, the spirit to cast out demons, you can you can cast out any demon, any devil. But in only only way to get that, as the scriptures tell us in verse 21, how be it this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. So that that power is only activated through prayer and fasting. Prayer is powerful and fasting is powerful. The Messiah, he fasted for a long time, for 40 days and 40 nights. You can't fast like that now. Some people say they do, but a lot of times people do that, they'll end up dying. Our bodies and, and the, you know, just what we're subjected, uh, subjected to, we're not able to. Uh, we're just, we're physically not able to do that because of the very food that we eat is defiled. 
So we're not healthy enough. Only, only time we can get that power is when the Lord, you know, uh, give the elect men that type of power. You know, to be able to, you know, fast for 40 days and 40 nights. And there's different ways to fast as well. But it's going to come a time where, you know, whatever you set your mind to do, you'll be able to do it. That's why the scripture says nothing will be impossible. Having that faith. It says, and uh, going back to you know the definition of spiritual warfare, and I'm reading, so I can read out of Wikipedia.org about spiritual warfare. I should have said that before. Salakia, it says an anointing with oil. So you have the the anointing oils like frankincense and myrrh. That was one of the gifts that the uh, the wise men gave the Messiah. Or, you know, they did give the Messiah. They gave the Messiah at his, uh, you know, when he was born. And there was the star that that was a sign that the, that the, that the Messiah would be here on the earth. And they gave the Messiah as a gift, frankincense, myrrh, and gold. Those are very uh, powerful elements as well. So those are the, you know, weapons of spiritual warfare. So other than that, I'm going to end the broadcast. We're already at, at um, almost 30, 30 minutes. And I'll, what I'll do is I will, um, you know, at, at a given time, play the audio. I said I, I would, but, you know, this lesson uh, went into what we needed to go into. All praises to Yahweh by Shimmy Shai for this word. Uh, if you uh, need any more information, you can email me at a new song is song at protonmail.com. I say Shalom. Pray for others as you pray for yourself. That's a spiritual weapon and it's very powerful. Shalom. Be flying. I be chilling in 
to the Heavenly Father, Yahweh, in the name of his only begotten son, Yahweh Shai. We're back. I wanted to uh, continue what we were reading in the book of Acts. So you have these vagabond Jews that were trying to exercise devils or demons, and they got attacked by the evil spirits. And the evil spirits they're they're conscious they know they know or they knew who the lord was you know in in this situation and they knew who paul was but they didn't know who these uh vagabond jews were and they got they got the crap beat out of them and they got they got uh beat out of their clothes as it says 
I'll read it again. And it says, and a man in whom the evil spirit was leapt on them and overcame them. So the evil spirit uh, attacked them and overcame them and prevailed against them. So they fled out the out of that house naked and wounded. They got beat, you know. You you uh, have a herd of situations where uh, people get attacked by by evil spirits and they get scratches, like on their back or on their face or on their arms or whatever uh, part of their body that the the demon attacked them. So verse 17 says, and this was known to all the Greeks and the Jews also dwelling at Ephesus. So we're talking about the Greeks or the Jews and the Greeks. This is talking about the Jews that were living in Ephesus, but also the Jews who were what you will call um, um, a Herod, not a, um, what's the term? Slakia. Uh, uh dang what is the name of that um hellenist greek-speaking jews so that's that's what that means when you go into the scripture where it says neither jew or greek this is just talking about the israelites who were living as greeks they were taking on the greek customs that were in a that, that were dwelling in ephesus and it says and fear fell on them all and the name of the Lord Yahweh Shai was magnified. So it, the name of the Lord was magnified because that situation, uh, one, uh, let those, uh, you know, Jews and Greeks that was living in Ephesus, they knew by that situation that the name of the Lord had power. And Paul, who was sent by Yahweh Shai, knew that he was speaking in the name, you know, in the name of the Lord. So that did something to them to the point where they repented. And as it goes on to say, and many that believed came and confessed. So those that believed in Yahawashai, they confessed their sins and showed their deeds. It says many of them also which use curious books brought their books together and burned them before all men. So you had men that was involved in, as they say, curious arts, which is in what, what divination books that they learn how to do certain things, rituals and, you know, uh, the curious arts. Let's get that definition. It's going to go into some esoteric, you know, uh, knowledge, which is the same type of, uh, or, you know, in general, the same type of, uh, knowledge that these luciferians and these freemasons have they're in the involved in curious arts it's the same type of um 
you know, uh, witchcraft and sorcery and, and soothsaying that the Egyptians used. So the, the uh, Eaton's Bible Dictionary of Curious Arts, and they're referring to the book of uh, Acts, you know, chapter 19, verse 19. So it means magical arts, jugglery practiced by the Ephesians, conjurers. So they were con they were conjurers. They it says Ephesus was noted for its wizard and the Ephesian spells, charms, or scrapes of parchment written over with certain formula which were worn as safeguard against all manner of evils. So you had people that were using uh, spells. And so they repented of that. And they, you know, they confessed their sins, they confessed their faults. And that's why it says many of them which used curious arts brought their books together and burned them. So they, they took, you know, they brought their books and they ended up burning them. Because it was it was divination, so they repented of that. It says, "Burned them before all men, and and they counted the piece of them, and found it fifty thousand pieces of silver." It says, "And they counted the price of them, and found it uh, fifty thousand pieces of silver." So mightily grew the word of Yahweh and prevailed. So they they basically uh, burned fifty thousand pieces of silver worth of of books that was in you know the curious arts, which was witchcraft, you know, is wizardry. So these were the works that the the apostles were doing. They were going into Ephesus and Corinth, and they were you know, correcting our people that were involved in the customs of the heathens. So the name of the Lord, it, it magnified, the name of the Lord grew. In the word of Yahweh, and it and prevailed. The word got around the name of the Lord and the power so much that the angel, uh, the uh, the angels on the left hand side, as you have angels on the right hand side, you got angels on the left hand side. You had the angels on the left hand side; they're in subjection to the, you know, to the. Um, to the power on the right hand side. Let's see. Let's get more going into the spiritual realm. 
because everything is a balance. Heavenly Father, he controls both sides. He controls good and evil. A lot of Christians will have a problem with that statement. But it's in the word that the Heavenly Father controls both sides. Hold on. This is uh, the understanding that you will, uh, will, will gain or you'll know that no matter what the wicked is doing, you'll know that the Heavenly Father is in control of everything. So this is in the book of Isaiah chapter 45 verse 7 and it reads, I form the light and create darkness. This is the words of the Heavenly Father. He said that he formed the light and create the darkness. So he controls the light and he controls the darkness. He created both. It says, I make peace and I create evil. So the Lord said he make peace or he can create evil. It says, I, the Lord, do all these things. So the Lord, he controls both sides. So the Lord, he's going to give, um, men spiritual power in these last days that you know will be on such a level that is beyond you know you know our minds right now because once the lord at his timing because his timing is perfect these devils they're ramping things up the wicked you know i'm talking about esau he's using witchcraft and sorcery they're coming against god's elect they're using divination they're using sorcery and it will come a time where they're gonna they're gonna ramp this thing up so much that the lord uh is going to you know in so many words uh, have the angels, you know, with, you know, the Archangel Michael and all the other angels, because there is a hierarchy in the heavens. You have just like in the military, you have different ranks where you have even the angels that are, you know, there there's ranks, you know what I'm saying? So, and you have just like on the right hand side, you have ranks on the left hand side. You have the devil or the spiritual demon, Satan, and the different demons and stuff like that. 
devils and just all kind of, you know, just evil spirits. But the Lord will give the men to have power. And we're going to read the type of power that they're going to have. And that they do have. And this was a power that they had back in the day, too. This is Luke chapter 10, verse 17. And it says, and the 70 returned again with joy. They had the Holy Spirit. They had, you know, the fruits of the Spirit saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. So the, the uh, devils, they were in subjection. Because these evil spirits, they can only do so much. Just like how that evil spirit knew Shai, knew Paul. Those evil spirits will be in subjection to the elect men. And the men that have the Holy Spirit, those evil spirits will be in subjection. Through the name of the Lord. It says, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name, the powerful name of Yahweh. Shem Yahweh Shai. He says, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as a lightning fallen from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all power of the enemy. And behold, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in the subject, and uh, Salaki so like says, Notwithstanding in this, rejoice uh, not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So the Lord is saying that don't rejoice because you have uh, the power where the spirits are subject unto you. No, rejoice. Because your name is written or written in heaven. Your name is written in the book of life. You're counted worthy through the blood of the lamb. So that, so that time, you know, back then and even in, in the uh, current uh, times that we're in, men will have power to tread over serpents and scorpions. And just like, um, you know, you had men that tried to usurp that type of authority uh, and they got beat up by demons. You, you got uh, men out there uh, and even, um, you know, the different churches and congregations by Edomites that would take actual, you know, serpents or actual snakes. That's, uh, I believe, a lot of the. Pentecostal churches will, will uh, you know, in uh, rural areas like down, uh, like in the Appalachian Mountains and some different areas in the country where you get them Edomite pastors and they'll actually take snakes and they'll be dancing with them. And you have one Edomite that got bit by a poisonous snake and he ended up dying. Because he wasn't of uh, the Lord's elect. 
And so that snake over overpowered him and prevailed against him. It says, in that same hour, Yahweh Shai rejoiced in the spirit, or rejoiced in spirit, and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and has revealed them unto babes. So the Lord was rejoicing and praised the Heavenly Father because the things that were uh, hidden to the, you know, uh, from the wise and the prudent, you know, the the uh, religious leaders of that time, you had the, um, what you call the Pharisees and the scribes, they were wise and, and prudent. They were, they were the ones who had all of the, you know, so-called wisdom they were experts in law. They were, you know, learned or studied men. But the Lord had hid, you know, certain things from them. So he revealed his secrets to his servants, the prophets. And he revealed it to, you know, those, their babes. You know, the, 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 um, let me get the scripture. Hold on, let's see. Where it says the uh, thou has perfect perfected praise, the babes have. So this is in the book of uh, Matthew, chapter twenty-one, verse sixteen. He says, and he said to him, hearing thou that these say, and Yahweh shy and said unto them, yea. Have ye never read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise? Which is talking about the um, the uh, the unwise, you know, the unlearned that will confound the wise. You know, the man of the Lord that's prophesying the ones uh, that uh, people in society, even in these religious circles, they will... Uh, look down on like these theologians these ministers these christian pastors the ones that they got doctorates but then they end up having a conversation or a you know a dialogue or even um you know what you call a debate against israelites and the the wise will get confounded because the praise is perfected through the uh, through the babes, you know. Those brothers, and you know, and even some of you sisters out there, you're not going to be out there prophesying, but the Lord have given you a certain amount of wisdom. So the Messiah, he was praising the Lord, thanking the Lord that it was given into the 
to the babes, you know. Let's see. So this is in the book of First Corinthians. Let's see how much time I got. Got five minutes. I'll, I'll try to wrap this up. Um, as this, you know, this is a long broadcast. So, so this is a, in the book of First Corinthians, chapter one, verse twenty-seven. Yahweh have chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So the Lord, He have chose the foolish things of the world which they will regard us as foolish uh to what to confound the wise those uh you know people that that are highly regarded in the society as being knowledgeable they're they're being confounded you know it says, and Yahweh have chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. So the Lord have chosen the weak things. You know, we're, we're considered weak, you know, as a people. But through the word of the Lord is mighty. And those that are mighty in this society, they're, they're being confounded. That's why the scripture says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. The word of the Lord and the power of his might. So this truth is, is confounding the wise. And it's a powerful weapon. This is why uh, the elites and the the Christian uh, institutions that they control, you know, the secret societies like the Rosicrucians and these different offshoot groups that are, you know, that go back hundreds, hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of years. And they're the ones that's controlling the religions of the earth. And they will send, you know, their different agents and provocateurs to, to try to, you know, um, you know, come against the truth. They'll send spies that feign themselves as just men. And they'll spy out our liberty. So this is in the book of Galatians chapter two, verse four, it says, and that because a false brethren unawares brought in, which came in privately despised out our liberty, which we have in Yahweh Shai Hamashiach, Jesus Christ, that they might bring us into bondage. So you'll have people out there that will do things uh, to come against us and they won't be sincere. They'll be false brethren. They'll call themselves Israelites. 
and they'll come into what spy out our liberty, which is in Yahweh Shai Hamashiach. That they could try to what? To try to hem us up. That's where you get your vocab Malones and all these other so-called um, urban apologists. And they're, they're working with Esau, working with the devil to try to bring us in bondage, spying out our liberty, you know, you know, falsely accusing us of things. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a spiritual battle. And I was going to uh, play an audio, but this this uh, lesson went uh, into mainly the scriptures and spiritual warfare. If it be the Lord's will, I will do another broadcast uh, later on uh, going into this audio that I wanted to share with you about what even Esau is saying about spirits from other um, dimensions or dark forces. It's going into the spiritual warfare of those unseen forces. I say Shalom.